Welcome to episode 124 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, our relaxed bit episode where we discuss horror movies and the horror genre. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGinnis. Yeah. You boy. I am here. You are here. It's your house. I'd be worried if you weren't. Yeah, it'd be weird. Mm. How you been? What you been doing? Um, I've been making... So last time I was talking about I was working on a video game, do you mm-hmm. remember? Like that kind of thing. And now I decided since that time that I'm going to make my own game from scratch. I love it. Uh, learn how to program and all stuff like that. It's a slow process. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I have an exciting white square. You do. That uh, walks around. Like, it doesn't walk. It just cruises around a Cubes level. Cubes around. Cubes around. Uh, it's not a cube. It's just no, two, it's, two just D. A, it's a square. <laughs> uh, but I have learned how to procedurally generate rooms. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, rooms that are bo- very boring. They're just color, like, you know, a red wall with a pink floor or whatever. But later on, I'm going to start like, I'm going to put all the graphics in. So once I, I, I usually start stuff the wrong way. Yeah. I'll like, you know, go full on, you know, I'll make the fucking like the, the graphics look real good and stuff and spend ages on that. And then I realize that I've done it wrong and like, and then it doesn't work. So I'm just getting the chorus systems down first. And once that is, I'm happy with that, I'm going to start putting in the graphics and stuff yeah. like that. So my, my next goal is to make, uh, so I've got the procedurally generated uh, rooms coming out. Fine, that's working. I'm going to fix up my white square. It's, I've just got moving around. Make that do. Just attach a gun to it. So I can gun and make some red square enemies and then have some items. And I want like randomized items. So, you know, you pick up, a, you know, so a treasure chest opens and a randomized thing comes out of there. And then yep. I'm going to work on item synergy and stuff like that and weapon synergy. And I'm just going to make, basically, I'm just going to make like a cross of, uh, what's a good, like, a cross of, if you remember the game Psycho Pigs, which I used to love, a cross of Smash TV, like, you know, Binding of Isaac, like, as in the, in the taste, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that kind of, yeah. like, dark taste to it, um, morbidness, and yeah, and just, like, you know, a bit of Enter the Gungeon and stuff, but with my flair and my story. I love it. I might, I might never finish. And no, one the, person making a game, which is always hard. Mm, but the point is, is you're doing it. Like, you well, I do, do have it lots and of pro- you're doing it. I'm, I'm an artist and I do have a lot of programmer friends. Yes. So if I get stuck, I'm just going, hey, can you come and help me? Which is basically asking them to work for free, which is annoying. It's like someone asking me to draw them a picture quickly. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine. I do it quite often, actually. Yeah. Well, you know, it could be as simple as I uh, give you a case of beer. I don't know. Here's 50 bucks. Do with it. I, I ask my brother-in-law to do stuff for me sometimes and I will offer to pay because I know that he is a creative person and I don't want to just be asking yeah. for things. Well, so. it also in this day and age, you can seriously... So I'm, I'm, I'm lightly learning like C-sharp programming. It's mm. called. And um, you can... You can just follow YouTube tutorials. Like, yeah. you know, that's what I did. So this is my fifth iteration of the game already. As in, like, I made, not the game, the one I make, but I like, so I, I started and I was making, I followed a whole bunch of YouTube tutorials. I was finding them, you know, they're like 20, 20, 20 minute videos. And I did them all the way through, you know, they were full programmed. So it's not using any of the components stuff. Like you, you code it your whole self. Yeah. And I'm just getting that little bit of coding knowledge. And yeah, I made that one. And then I made another one. I made another one. And now, I, okay, cool. Now I'm going to start mine. From scratch and just like yeah, yeah, but it's it's not as easy as you think. There's so no. much shit that in, involves like, you know, to get like a character to walk around. You don't just plonk on you know a walk component. You have to like 
make sure you know the camera and the thing is you know doing this like and and this is attached to that and that's attached to this and this is attached to that and then the component will work and he'll finally walk but if you don't know that you don't yeah. know it so you have to watch your t- tutorials on yeah. like, how to do it but yeah Man, so I'm, youtube it's a, it's, is good for stuff oh yeah youtube and just also like the manuals there's like manuals of all like the uh kind of assets and components and engines and stuff like that you can mm. just read and you can work it out yourself. It is, it's slow. Yep. And I'll get there. And uh, in the end, it's going to be very gory if I yeah. get my way. Good. More yeah. gore, the better. Yep. I love it. What have you been on? Oh, I got fucked up royally. So what? I have, uh, I've got some chronic back pain, back Ow. problems. Um, but I, uh, I had a, a long shift uh, last week on the Friday. And uh, Saturday morning I got up and I was like, I was so stiff and I was so sore. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like, definitely feeling a bit old, feeling it. Yeah, I'm feeling like that. Um, so I thought, you know what? I haven't had a massage for a while. Ooh. I'm going to go get a massage. I remember I was about having a massage every day. I'm like, I'll go down and get one. Never do. Yeah. Yeah, well, I wish I didn't. So I. Oh, went... did they fuck you up? Didn't you, you didn't get it done through a physio or anything? No. Did you get it done through, like, love me long time Chinese massage? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Pretty much. Don't so, go anywhere near that shit if you've got an actual back problem. I went to if we're relaxing. I can't remember what they were pl- what they were called. They were just in the Manapara shopping center because that's like fifteen minute drive from my house and the closest one on a, open on a Saturday. Oh my god, you went specifically for one somewhere. Yeah. You drove. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's it's at like Manapara, so they sell freshly made popcorn, and then I could just get popcorn as well, like. You know, it works in my favor. But anyway, so I went in, I explained, I'm like, look, my back is really sore. It's just, can I get a remedial massage, but just be gentle. Great. We go in and she like, you know, puts the towel on, starts like rubbing the back. And then she kind of decided that gentle for her meant she climbed up onto the table and walked from my ankles up my legs, up my thighs, up my back, and walked on my back, got fucking into the... With her heels? No, with her feet. I'm assuming she took her shoes off. I don't uh, yeah, know. That, that doesn't sound good. Um, no, <laughs> it was agonizing. Did you cry? I, there, was, there was some tears. There was a little bit of tears under the table, and she's like, is this fine? I'm like... No. <laughs> just a little bit softer please and you know so I did this for like 30 minutes and it was just I'm like okay well look I'm already sore so obviously it's it's just because be I'm sore like yeah you know, that, that could be the thing as well like, yeah um massage is over and I get up and I'm like I know I know she climbed on me but then I'm like did, did you, you you got up there and like climbed on me right so she's have like poles that hold yeah. on to. she's like yeah, your back, it's really stiff. It was really, like, hard. So I it needed, probably to, was. It probably, needed to give it pressure. Maybe it was okay. Maybe she, like, is it hurt and fucked up because it is fucked up. Quite possibly. And then she's like, oh, and your arm. Because, like, I've pinched a nerve in my neck and I'm um, going to see a neurosurgeon about it because I've uh, the nerve is causing a lot of pain You're right. down my arm. And she mentioned, she's like, oh, your neck, your shoulder and your arm, like it's it's out. And I was trying to put it back. I'm like, okay, that's fine. No, not a problem. Thank you very much. Like paid my money and left. And But she I got noticed home. it though. She did notice it, which yeah. is always good. You got home. I got home and uh, I was still so sore and I 
couldn't move properly. And I basically got undressed to have a shower. And I'm like, hang on a second. I walked down. I'm like, Liz, is, is my back bruised? And she's like, holy fucking shit. So basically, uh, where I was wearing my sports bra, mm-hmm. um, there's like just bruising, deep bruising that looked like almost like punched. cuts. Almost looking like cuts running down my back, across my back, and through my arm where all the pain is. She fucked me up royally. Yeah, right. I'd um, not go back there. And no, next I'm, time I, you want one of them, just go to a bloody physio. Don't plan to go back. But then I, you know, get up, have a relaxing weekend, get up Monday morning, everything's fine, still a bit stiff, still a bit sore, not a problem. Reach down to grab my backpack. <laughs> Whole back seizes. And I spend the next, like, two days, like, you know, you walk around, you've seized your back, and you're just like, just making all these sounds. I just wouldn't go to work. Uh, I'd go to, I, if that happened to me, I would drive straight to the like, the physio. And I go, did. Uh, I ended up going to a physio on the Tuesday um, and, yeah, getting some... Some actual... Getting some actual physio massage and going back in on Monday. But holy fuck, did she just, like... Did you tell her what happened? The physio? Oh, I told the physio. Yeah, and they were like, obviously she went to... Uh, did she see... Were the she bruises saw, still on They back? were still there. And she's like, there's not much I can do until this goes away. Yeah, because right. Because you're like, the tissue is clearly did aggravated. Did she say that that's so. wrong? Yeah. She's like, please don't go back there. And I'm like, I don't plan on it. Like, What so, place is it called? Just Manapara. Don't get anything in Manapara shopping there's center. There's only like, don't get anything at Manapara. Try not to go there. You're going to get stabbed. Oh. Um, so that was... Uh, something. Something. That's fucked. That was a fun anecdote. What are we talking about today? All right. Today we are talking about psychological horror and I've opened it up to... Slash. Slash thrillers. Now, as we know that, uh, you know, psychological horrors uh, focus primarily on mental, emotional and the psychological. So suspicion, distrust, self-doubt, paranoia about one uh, like ourselves other people or the world around us. So these are films that don't rely very heavily on jump scares, on visual gore and effects. It's all within you. Except for my first one, which does. That is <laughs> more than okay. Because, yeah, like I say, it's 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 also open to interpretation. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, it's such a wide like variety of like, kind of films yeah. that you could put into just like thriller. Mm. Or psychological horror, because it still has to have the horror element. Yes. So, like, because at first I was like, oh, maybe it has to be not fantasy horror, like, you know. So, it's a hard one. So, I tried to do mine as, like, yeah, like, as much as much of the uh, suspicion, distrust, self-doubt, paranoia stuff. Yeah. I, I tried to think of, like, movies I loved that had that, and it was hard, like... But there was a lot of films like that I was like, oh yeah, what counts as this? And I was like, oh, I don't know if that counts. You know what I mean? Like, like Blair Witch Two that some people are talking about is a good psychological. Thriller. I would say that the first one is more psychological. Yeah, so would than I. The, the second. There's nothing one. in that. No, it's it's literally all like, is this happening all within their minds? Okay, yeah, like, I, I mean, that's not on my list, but that's one that just come out of the blue. Yeah. But yeah, so my first one is The Thing mm-hmm. from 1982. So my reasoning for that, you know, you've got a bunch of men isolated on a fucking Antarctic snow base. So, you know, uh, 
I assume you've seen the thing, the thing, the people who are listening to this podcast. If you haven't seen the thing, it is about a bunch of men <laughs> isolated and on an Antarctic uh, like uh, research base, so they can't go in and out. It's a helicopter ride in, helicopter out. There's a snowstorm, you know, and then they bring, uh, they find out there's like a Norwegian like base that's fucked up or something. They go there, they find this big thing frozen that the Norwegians has. They bring it back and they bring a dog back. Anyhow, it ends up being like a like a, an alien that like just through contact with it. No, it's not like because like at first they think it's just contact, but basically, if you're alone with it, it uh, grabs you, assimilates you into itself, like eats you basically, and yep. then becomes you. Yeah, very uh, you know, like rebuild you and. Um, and I think it might hive mind itself as well. Like it's one organism. Yeah, I kind of think it does. Um, kind of thing. So then they, like, when they work that out, it's like you can't trust anyone. So like, it's just like, you know, you got. There's no women in this film. It's manliest man in the world. You got mm-hmm. fucking Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell with his manly motherfucking beard. Beard and the biggest hat that's ever been invented. That yeah. cowboy hat he wears. <laughs> yeah. It's just ridiculous. Cowboy snow hat. Yep. Um. Yeah. They've all got beards. It's the 1980s. Men. Like fucking and yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of Jack Daniels whiskey, you know yep. that that. Uh, there's a roller skating black man cook, which is pretty. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Anyhow, they they're, they're isolated there, and they work at you know you can't trust anyone, you know they, they make perfect copies of you, it's your memories, everything, but it's still the thing, and the only way you know is if it gets found out. Yep. Um, kind of thing, and yeah, yeah, they work out a way to find out by testing the blood. And, and like fuck it, it goes ape shit. Like, and, and it's just this, the psychological part of it is great. Mm. Like that well, whole thing. They, that they end up locking thing, dudes like, up, and then yeah. you're like, are they locking up the wrong? You know, they isolate one guy in a fucking uh, a little hut and lock mm. him outside. And like, does he have a, you know, like kind of thing? Or you are you? And it ends with like, you know, there's two people left. Yeah. And does one of them have it in it? Well, that's right. Well, that's what it comes down to. Like all these people are like in a very like literal closed quarters and they know each other. They, they're, they're friendly with each other, you would assume. But then it's like, are they going stir crazy? Is this thing happening? Yes, of course it is fucking happening. But, um, who can I trust? Like, but who can I trust? Like, and there's no, you know, there's no, there's no romance. No. Like it's just, I mean, then, I mean, they did remake it. But it was also, I remember The Thing 2000 I never whatever. saw it. It was like a remake, mm. but also it referenced the first film. Yeah. So it's a remake in the fact that they go back and do exactly the same shit. Sure. Except they bring females, mm-hmm. um, female scientists, and they go ham on the CG. So yeah. apparently, so this film was really famous because of its practical effects. It had yep. a really young gun fucking like uh, effects dude. Uh, he did all these practical effects himself using like rubber tubes with air running through them. He it, and goo. Mm-hmm. It is like a shining example of practical like monster latex effects. It is like constantly change. It's it's very 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 good even for today's standards. Yes, like yes. And apparently, like I looked into the making of the the remake or whatever it's called. Um, and they did have a gun effect person who did make them all in latex and shit. And then they, at the last minute, they chose to go CG. Apparently, you, know, you see the um, you see these things that he, this latex guy, they're on YouTube that he made. And you're like, yeah. my God, 
Like, we probably would still be watching this film if they actually had gone through with that shit. Yeah. Instead of everyone forgetting about it. Because it was just CG. And I'm like, yeah, CG doesn't hold weight. No. It like, you look at it and you're like, you're cool. It's just like... Just a dude sitting at a computer doing this, like, oh, what about this idea? Yeah, put that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's none of that, like, planning and sculpting and, like, and then, like, it's, it, it doesn't exist in the world. Mm. It, doesn't, it doesn't hold weight. and No. And you, it you doesn't have do... someone's literal blood, sweat, and tears in it. Like... You use CG, like, Gil, Gilmaro Del Toro uses it. Is that his name? How do you say his name? Guillermo. He, he, um, he has practical costumes and then we'll put bits of cg on yeah. them like an eyeball that like moves a certain way or yes. cgs out um like pan's labyrinth like the yeah. like the, the, the stilt legs and shit like that yeah. that's, no, that's how you fucking that's use how CG. You do it. and like, look at his shit it's got all the weight in the world man his stuff like mm-hmm. the eyes on the hands of the guy he's got like yeah. that shit like but there's still a man there there's still a way there's still an actor looking at the thing in the yeah. in the scene that's the other thing when people just like are trying to look at something and you can like you can tell where focus is on people's eyes. Yeah. That's why they have the tennis ball. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. On the tennis ball and the stick so you can look at So you know where you're talking to? Yeah. So yeah, so that the the psychological I think it was like the kind of me growing up is the first psychological horror I probably watched, like without realizing it was psychological horror. I'm trying to think of other ones that were in earlier that I watched, but now nah, mine were all just messes, you know, Evil Dead and yeah, just go uh, street trash and shit like that. Um, but that's my first. So that's my kind of my first psychological horror I ever saw, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my first one on my list is American Psycho. <laughs> it's a great film. Uh, so 2000, directed by Mary Harron. Um, And the literal tagline for this film is, I think my mask of sanity is about to slip. And I don't know if you've ever read the book. The book is a... No, I've heard it's horrific. It's a slog. Oh, really? Bad? No, no, it's not bad. Like it's it's really good, but it's long. And it's it's literal chapters about his... Inner monologues and shit? morning facial routine. Like all this stuff. It's so much details. But basically it's like... You know, if you haven't seen American Psycho, you should probably check it out because it's really good. Um, it's, so it's set in the 80s. It's that very, like, Wall Street investment bankers kind of, you know, everybody's doing their very own thing. Very memorable scenes. Yeah, but... Um, Even the, one, the most of the ones that I remember are the non-horror bits. Yeah. So basically, like, Patrick Bateman, he's, like, this investment banker. He's in is this he scene. Bateman, like, Nor- like, Norman Bates? No, is that his name? Bates... Bates is American is psycho. Bateman yeah, is American. Is Jacob that's a play? Yeah, probably. On on the word. Um and you know, he just has no empathy for his job. He just he doesn't really like his job. It's, he's an eighties businessman. He's from, an eighties businessman, but it's Futurama. all a fucking joke. So he has like this he fantasizes about killing women about like torture murder that kind of thing and as the film progresses it's like he starts to delve like deeper deeper and deeper into his fantasies so then we he goes on like this this killing spree essentially and we're sort of left trying to or does he like is this all happening in his mind because he's so fucking bored with his job and his life and everything in it out of his mind yeah or you know because you you do you watch him at the end like closer to the end of the film he's like calling up his lawyer and he's like laughing and crying on the phone he's like i've killed i've fucking i've just killed a bunch of people and the lawyer's like who are you like i don't know you because they all have this like it's so cutthroat very you know it's such a yeah it's such a like 
they're all so shallow towards each other and yeah. stuff. And so it's all about the business. And, and they forget, like, they don't even realize that this one person calls this, thinks that he is someone else. So they all just start to fade into each other because they're all the same Yeah, isn't there a person? character in it that they get his name wrong or something? He just becomes that yes. character because they just all think he's someone else? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Because they're all just so vacuous. That's mm. the word. Like, there's... They're so into themselves and their job and they're like high-rolling 80s businessmen. I don't think you even know what they do, do you? No, it's it's like investment banking. It's Wall Street. It's that's, so it's like that. It's like Wolf of Wall Street kind of shit. Yeah, and uh, the scene I remember when you say American Psycho, I remember the scene with the business cards. Yes, that's my like, the one yes. I remember. So they're all at dinner, and they're all the, the, all the 80s businessmen, and Kate, including the American Psycho, and Mr. and it, they uh, it goes. Oh, he goes. Oh, look at this! I got my business card redone. And like it's just like a white business card with their name on it, and and like what Where they, they work do, for and yeah. yeah, what they do, and like and like he looks at it and he's like, oh yeah, you chose like the, and then they go on about the different tones yeah. of white and fonts and stuff, and he's, I'll show you mine, and then like it looks like just the same it card, looks exactly but he's the like same. he's. American Psycho is appalled. Yep. Because he's like, oh my God, how it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like an off tone, chill, tusk white with a. He's, he's saying it's all in his head. Yeah. Like, he he is, goes deep into it and then he realizes that he is not. He's not as good as that he's guy. He's not got the taste or sophistication oh, as oh, that, this, this one guy. Reading like, it all just from the guy's serifs fonts <sighs> and like his choosing of his like embossed. Like, and, 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 uh, and it's just. It is such a good scene to explain these people, mm. like, and it's like how their lives don't matter. No, and like, well, and an- how they think it, ma- uh, everything matters to them, and nothing matters to anyone else. Yeah, well, there's another scene where he's in a nightclub, and um, you know, it's super loud. Everyone's out doing coke, and this this waitress comes up, or she's like, "Oh, what do you do?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm into murders and executions." She's like, "What?" He's like. It merges and and exe- and yeah 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 it changes acquisitions it. and she's like oh yeah cool You're like did he say that or was that just something that he fantasized before he or said was he that thinking like, of it yeah yeah, yeah. I, that's what I like about this film. yeah it's like it's it's a really good sort of I heard the novel's quite more graphic than the it film it is like so the killing graphic, the killing yeah. is like quite I, sadistic I tried to do this for like a year twelve or year eleven English assignment and you couldn't so my mum had to come with me to buy the book. For me, because it was, it's an R eighteen book. It's wrapped in plastic. You cannot buy it unless like you're Laura open. Palmer. Yep. Um. So yeah, my mum bought it for me, and then I was started doing this assignment. They're like, "Nah, you can't do this." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so I had to change it. Yeah, that yeah. Great fucking film. I mean, there is a violence in it as well. Oh, there's so <laughs> there is still so I, much I, violence. So I, I I was a bit miffed in the when he like throws the chainsaw down through the stairwell. I'm like, chainsaws, you need it. They yep. won't they won't stay on. No. No, the, but then again, you don't even know if that actually happened. No, no. Well, the, yeah, so you know, like, no, a, and no one in this apartment complex noticed that there was like screaming naked prostitutes covered in blood, like screaming and running down the halls with and a some naked, going off. naked fucking guy wearing Air Jordans. Probably not Air Jordans at the was time. He, was he in like a, a clear rain raincoat? Is that he was in in one different scene? But that's the one where he's talking about like the music. And, yes. Yeah, you're getting. He's really into like. Genesis. Genesis and yep. stuff, but he's like killing somebody. He's like talking about yeah. Phil Collins and stuff. So good. Such a great film. I definitely recommend everyone check it out. So, yeah. And it is definitely. Oh, it's not. Yeah, I suppose you are left at the end of that film. You don't even know, do you? No. I don't think he knows. 
you know, is it all happening in his mind? Is he just having a complete Well, the, pro- the problem or? is, oh, 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 not a problem, but like if he, at the end of the day, if he is killing them, he's crazy. And if he's not killing them, he's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't, he doesn't know that he's not killing them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so at the end, he's, yeah, he's an American psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice. What's your next one? Uh, my next one is The Shining from 1980. Excellent choice. Kubrick. Excellent choice. Uh, I, I did self-doubt myself into thinking, is this a psychological thriller, horror? But then I'm like, yeah, it definitely is. 100%. Yeah. Except for the shining aspect of it, which is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the, like you've The got... shining in it is in it so little. Yes. And it's called The Shining. And I'm like, I, wait, did it have a different name? Is the book a different name? No. No. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, The Shining. There, there's probably... I. I I don't think I've read the book. I might have. I don't know. Um, it's obviously a lot bigger and there's it's more in depth. So this is Kent Kubrick's... Uh, Representation. Yeah. Well, Kubrick is his own person. Oh, yeah. As in like he he won't mind. He will make a better film than stick to, a, to the original content kind of thing. Or in his mind. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he will like change to the things that he thinks. Which is like, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. He's just... Um, things I like about this film, number one, is like the shots. But it's mm. a Kubrick film, so what are you yep. going to do? He takes like one shot, he takes 300 takes and people hate him for it. Like, But he got the shot. Yeah, and I bet none of them are different. <laughs> no. But to him they would be. Yep. So in a way he is a psychopath. Like to do something 300 times and get the same result and think that it's different, there's something mm. wrong with you. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> he, uh, oh, yeah, this film's great. Like so many... Good shots. You watch it now and you're like, it's perfect. Like, yeah. Oh, like yeah. The the, 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 the the film techniques, which isn't even him. That's no. He's poor DOP that had to shoot those shots that many times. Um, and, and, yeah, you get Jack Nicholson's stellar performance. As, yeah. What's his name? Jack Torrance. Yeah. Jack Torrance can't finish his book. That, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That uh, re, re, Yeah, if you, want to, uh, if you want to treat, go onto the YouTube and write... The Shining Redux trailer, where they've like a group of dudes who like take like movies and recut the trailer to make it look like a different genre of film. So yep. The Shining is like a a, a rom com, yeah, about a writer who can't finish his book. <laughs> and yeah, they do it so well. They did Jaws, and it was a, a romance between the shark and the guy. Yeah. Oh, they do a heap of them. Anyhow, um, Shining psychological horror. I mean, the the psychological suspicion, distrust, self doubt, paranoia stuff. I mean, the paranoia is obviously Jack and mm. becoming, he's getting, ha- I'm trying to remember, is he, is he, is he, is he, is the hotel's the haunted part, isn't it? Well, yeah, so the hotel's haunted, but you can imagine, so. You, but it's a, it's a number, it could be a number of any things that are in it there. It could be anything because you, we. We did get with an, a, an ugly, it's rotting true. lady. He is, a, he is like a recovering alcoholic. His marriage is very tense and they are going to spend three months in a location that it's just them. There's no way in. It's an empty There's hotel. Nowhere yeah. out. So like he's kind of just. I can't remember how they got the deal. Like there's that office scene where. Well, he just applies for it, and you know, just it's, like it's a there. caretaker job. Oh, he gets a caretaker yeah, job. Yeah, so he's there to look after the hotel. He does nothing. No, well, because they don't do it like they do it in the book, or the telly movie. Um, you know, he's there. He's meant to take care of it. He's meant to check the furnace. He's meant to 
do all this stuff so just that keep the, it running, keep like, it running, and keep it keep the lights and he, on. Basically, and he uses it as an opportunity to write his next yeah. novel. So, you know, it's this tense relationship that's stretched to a point, and then you you start to think that well, okay, well now the winter's really set in. We don't get too much reception, so we can't watch TV. We can't ignore each other, you know, and then you start to. You know, yeah. spend too too long in an isolated location, you're going to start going a little bit. And then you've also got a son that has a power that can speak to dead people. Yeah, is that what it is? The shining, the shining. Well, he can talk to other. It's not dead people. No, he just... talks to other shining people. Yeah, who have the shining. Yeah, so they can talk. Oh, that's right. They they can talk in their minds to people, and that's it's so uh, like separate from what's happening in the story. Like, he, I don't think he ever uses it, does he? He does. He do, he uses it to um, so when Jack is going on a tirade and they knock him out and put him in the pantry. Oh, he calls um, the, he, calls he's the guy. like calls Scatman Carruthers to come who come out. Just comes and dies. Who comes and dies immediately? He doesn't help. But even then, like you could That's, take away, you could take away the haunting. You could take away the the shining of it, and it's still, still a good film. It's still a good film about a man who is having a psychological break in a location where his wife and child are no longer safe because he's going down this like this path. So yeah, it is that scary thing. You know, of, like, once you start adding trusting your your loved ones. Yeah. So the easy explanation is is all oh, this is happening because the hotel's haunted and my kids got the shinin, um, that kind of thing. So. If they didn't have that, it would have been quite possibly a more tense film. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Just yeah. a guy. Just um, a guy. Just a guy. It probably wouldn't be remembered, though. No. Oh, then again. No. Shining is one of my comfort films. If I'm it's having so a bad nice day looking. and I just need to and lay see, down. Uh, all the shots are quite warm because they're inside. Mm. It's snowing outside. So it's like, yeah, it's a very warm looking film. And all the carpets and walls are like warm colors. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so the next one on my list is Get Out from 2017. Yeah. Directed by Jordan Peele. Um, so the, everyone should have seen this one by now. Like Jordan Peele's. He's yeah. hot at the moment because of Nope. He's hot. Hot property. Uh, if you haven't seen Nope, watch Nope definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and if, mm-hmm. and the other one's Us. Yep. Get Out. Is there a fourth one? There's three. No, yeah, so yeah, yeah that's three. There's this one. Um, so basically, uh, this uh, young photographer, Chris, and uh, his girlfriend, they go up to visit her parents. And it's so Chris is an African American guy, his girlfriend is white, and they go to uh, it's it's a very wealthy neighborhood. The dad is something, the mum's a famous psychologist, and um, you know, he's got a lot of anxiety about going there because he is obviously a black guy in a suburb full of predominantly white people. Of course, mm. you're a bit funny. And as this is kind of happening, there's a lot of weird stuff happening around the house. So, like, the the two people, the two other caretakers who are also African-American, they're just a bit weird. Like, they're not quite there, but they are there, but they're not there. Like, it's like someone has removed part of their brain. Ew. And basically, um, you know, they have, like, a... A spring party where they basically parade him around, introduce him, and he's just not having a bar of that because, you know, it's like wealthy white girl brings black guy home. It's a novelty to them. To them. Um, but they're basically auctioning him off. So his paranoia and his anxiety is there for a reason 
And as it progresses, so he has sessions with the psychologist who takes him back to some childhood trauma he had and basically puts him under hypnosis a few times, which is how they also get people like him to come in and end up being sold off and used for... Slaves? Not not slaves, but, um, I mean, kind of kind of like slaves, but used for rich white people. Yeah, it's what, like, the other people that are working there has happened to them. Yeah. Yeah, so they've been taken over. Um, their bodies have been taken over. Their mind is still in there, but their mind is in, like, the sunken place, oh, which is where they keep trying to put Chris throughout the film. They're trying to, like, get him to a point where he goes to this place, and the deeper you go, the harder it is to get out. Um, so yeah, very, yeah. very psychological. Yeah. His stuff is all. Yeah. I love his stuff. Like he's, he's leaps and bounds. He's fantastic. So yeah, um, it definitely, it is, it's a good watch as well. It's tense. It's, you know, everyone who's in it, Alison Williams, um, plays his girlfriend. She's in the new Megan film. She gives a fantastic performance as the loving girlfriend that, okay. Um, so yeah. Definitely. High on my list. Nice. My next one is Shutter Island. Oh. From 2010. I love this film. I've seen it once and I don't remember it. It's about, I don't remember their names of the characters, but... It's, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Um, basically, it's set in the, oh, we're going to say 50s, 60s, something like that. Shutter Island is basically a mental institution on an island. Mm-hmm. It's kind of Alcatraz-y vibe to it. And uh, uh, a girl has disappeared, one of the patients, and uh, DiCaprio comes in as a detective and he's like, and um, to DiCaprio and Ruffalo, come in as detectives to like, you know, to, to, to work out where this missing patient's gone. Yeah. Um, you know, they have to, they're, 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 they're not just detectives, they're like US Marshals or something like that, they're, mm. they're, you know, but they still have to, they're not allowed to have their weapons in there, so they get their yep. weapons taken away, and he's like, I have clearance, and he goes, yeah, well, you either leave your weapons at the door, or you don't come onto our island, and he's like, fine. Anyway, he goes in, he starts investigating this lady who's disappeared, one of the uh, uh, inmates, inmates? Patients. Patients, yeah, that's it. Um... You know, and you're working out, this place is kind of weird and dodgy. You know, there's all these weird cryptic messages she's left, like under tiles and stuff like that. And and then, and then like, he starts to see, like, you know, visions of his, like, dead wife and, and stuff, uh, you know, stuff like that. And then it becomes this whole thing of, like, you know, like, he finally kind of finds uh, this lady. I can't remember her name. It's uh, she's like hiding out in this thing. She's like, they've already got you. Like, yeah. you know, I, I bet you've been take. They gave you pills when you got here, and he, you know, he thinks back and he's like, yeah, because he had headaches when he got there, and so they gave him some. And she goes, oh, you've been you've been seeing things, and then you're like, and then they it just starts turning to the fact that like he's never ever left mm. kind of thing, and he's an inmate. And he's like, no, I'm a detective. I'm here. And I, you know, stuff happens like he gets his clothes dirty. And so it's like, we've only got these like, you know. You scrubs. Know, scrubs to wear. You know, your inmate clothes to wear here. And and all these, and then you're like, it's this, it's, it, it's pure psychological, this film. Like, is he actually, because then they start to convince him that like, they let him, he thought he was a detective. So they played along with his game. Yep. 
as a pa- he's a patient, but they let him think he was a detective and solving this crime. They thought it might help him, and he's like, you know, a lie. And you're just like, oh my god, like, and you're just like, this is fucked. Because you're watching the whole film and like as if he's not crazy. Yeah. And then you're like, imagine this happened to you. Like, what can you do? Mm. Like, if the, these people just decided they. W- and then you're like, oh, but maybe he is crazy. And they're like, did he actually meet that woman out there? And then you're like, everything is perfectly written to the fact where it could be or not. And it's wicked the whole yep. way through. Like, such a good film. And just so out of the blue. And I remember watching it on, I didn't even know why I watched it. I don't think I even wanted to. And I was like, that was wicked. Mm. Like, All right, maybe I need to revisit it. Liz is in a big uh, Leonardo DiCaprio kick at the moment. Oh, really? So- That's Fucking perfect then. Yeah. So I'll be like, oh, do you want to watch this scary film with Leonardo DiCaprio? And then she'll What, the beach? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, the beach. Titanic. Oh, fuck no. Well, this is like, he's still, he's a small man, isn't he? Right, he, he, uh, I remember thinking like nothing in this film fits him, like the clothes, like the detective outfit's all big and he's like. Well, that was the style at the time. He looks like Liz Lemon's lawyer. (laughs) That's sure. what I say to anything that anyone's wearing clothes that are too big for them. It's yep. like Liz Lemon's lawyer. Sure. Dog sure, sure. lawyer. Yep. Great. But that film is like, in my opinion, one of the best psychological horrors. Also, I'm just going to quickly mention uh, The Babadook. Yep. Uh, we did. Uh, I talked about it the other week, so I don't want to talk about it again. But yep. like, that would be on this list, and it is one of the best psychological films, South Australian and fucking yeah. But because I talked about it at length the other, other yep. episode, I don't want to bang on about it. Well, it does deserve to be in this list of mine, yep. but I want to talk about other films. There were other ones, but yep. yeah, The Babadook is definitely, it's an honourable mention, but in a different way. Like yeah. It should be on the list, but like the it, fact Yeah, it should be on the list, but it was visited last week, so yeah, that's fair. Last that's time. Fair. No. Uh, well, the next one on my list is The Lighthouse, 2019, directed mm-hmm. by Robert Eggers. Um, Eggers. Yep. So this is this film. I I held off from watching this film for so long because I was ignorant and ignorant uh, because of Robert Pattinson. You know, he's obviously, a good actor. He's a fucking fine as shit actor. Have you seen The Rover or no. heard of that film? No. Fucking watch that. Okay. So he straight after fucking uh, Sparkly Vampire. What's that thing called? Twilight. Twilight. He did this gritty, dirty fucking Australian film. And it's him and Guy Pierce, I mm-hmm. think. And Australia has, the Australian dollar has been destroyed and we have gone into basically like Mad Max. Mm. But not Mad Max, as in flamboyant. It's just everything's fucked. Yeah. Like everyone is fucking Wolf Creek. Sure. And like, and Robert Patterson plays a a, a semi-disabled, like, kid man and it's him and then and then uh he he teams up with like guy pierce is this fucking hard nut and like they go they're going somewhere and i can't tell you what's happening why it's all happening because it's a good reveal but my guy like he's acting in that is like you're Mm. like you're a fucking actor he is an actor and that's that's the thing like you know obviously i saw him in typecast yeah i saw him in that and i'm like Mm, no, nah. but then every so often, like Bat- the Batman, he oh, fuck, he was great in that. Like that whole film was good. Yeah, except I for didn't... that one scene when you realise that the whole 
point, the whole film linchpinned on the fact that Batman had to know what a carpeting tool was. Yeah. And he didn't. And it just linchpinned on the fact that there was a cop standing in the room that went, that's a carpeting tool. And I'm like, what? So, I was going to say Zodiac. Uh, so, Riddler's whole plan was based on that Batman had to know what a carpeting tool was. But then, still, on the other day, he said to me, or was that like that that scene in there to show that because he's grown up as a millionaire, he doesn't know the basic, you know, well, yeah, the every you, the everyman's tools. You wouldn't, and the, so he wouldn't have solved it without the help of the local police. And I'm like, it is a good point, but I don't think the Riddler would have thought of it like that. Yep. That you know what I mean? Like. Yep. That's fair. But that's fine. But no, like he is he is a very he, good actor. Because he probably would have taken it with him if yeah. he didn't know what it was and looked at uh, and the back computer and the back just computer was like, Googled it. hang on, he didn't have a back computer, did he? No. Nah. No. Nah. Yeah, he would have yeah, just taken a photo of it and reverse yeah. image searched it. <laughs> That's how I find out what everything is in the world. Yeah, why not? But yeah, so I mean, essentially this, it's just these, it's Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson on an island. So basically they, they're two lighthouse keepers. One is a rookie. He's new to the job. Willem Dafoe, he's been in it for, he's a lifer. So they go out to this island um, to take care of the the lighthouse for X amount of months. And then after that time is up, the boat comes, picks them up. They change shifts. The old isolation. But unfortunately, their time comes to an end and the ship doesn't come. So they are stuck there. And basically, they just fucking descend into madness very quickly. So like Robert Pattinson, he's seeing mermaids. He's he's thinking about killing Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is just fucking insane. He's fantastic performance in this. Like, you know, so he, he's very much um, almost like in Sunshine where they're obsessed with the, the sun. Like he's very obsessed with the light from the lighthouse. Like it's very important. There's something to it and... And yeah, so the whole film, like there is like one sequence with Willem Dafoe, he just does this set monologue and he does not blink and he just fucking goes through this thing and you're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) So every so often, like they're starting to sort of distrust each other, but then they'll come together and they'll enjoy some, some drinks, some rations and some drinks and they have a good time. But then they kind of remember that they're enemies again because like, you know, if they run out of food and... So it just it's like a huge descent into to madness for the both of them. It's also shot in four to three it. in black and white. Yes. On yeah. real film. Yeah. So it's... like you get that old dead man vibe. Yeah, oh fuck yeah. And Willem Dafoe really looks like a dead man. Actually, Dead Man is a good one as well. That's mm-hmm. a, is that a horror? There oh, is that uh, scene of then the dude treads on that guy's head. I have that? not seen Dead Man in oh, okay. look up on yes. YouTube the, the, the head crushing scene. It's okay. so violent mm-hmm. and out of the blue. Yeah. Um yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Does Junji Ito have some sort of to do with the lighthouse? Did he do a? Did he do a? a did he do it as a comic? I think he did it like. He, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm he look. had something involved there in that. There was something like, to do with him, and like Jun, I'm gonna write lighthouse. Junji Ito manga came up straight away. The lighthouse. Is it the actual one though? He has one done one called. Yeah, he's done. A, he has done a. The lighthouse is opening in Japan, and acclaimed horror manga artist Junji Ito drew some awesome uh, mm. promotional art. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, when mm. you get Junji Ito on board, like you know it's good. 
Yeah. But also, like, Robert Eggers in his own right, he's doing some pretty fucking amazing things. Like, he did The Northman. He did The Witch. Um, he's Eggers. got... He's doing uh, Nosferatu, which should we should see this year, hopefully. Man, how's him with his, like... Like, they're he's, all, like... The, they're the... That's a fucking resume, eh? Yeah, and he's... He's better than James Wan's. <laughs> yep, 100% give... Except for... Agree it, to that. Except and for And he's only 40. 40. Like, That's depressing. He's, he's not like, even 40 yet. He'll like be 40 this year. five years younger than me. Yeah. Fuck. That's all right. I mean, like, he probably, like, I, I you know, I didn't set out to be a filmmaker. Well, no. I did go to film school and did work. No, did do it for a little while, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't my thing. No. It was definitely not my thing. And I never set out to be a maker. I feel like, I, I, I just had the dream. I always wanted to be, like, a special effects person and mm. work with latex and all that stuff. But, like, there, at the time when I did it, there was nothing to do in Australia. You couldn't do yeah. it as, like, a thing. So I just thought, I'll just learn film and see how that goes. And I ended up being good at editing and stuff like that. But, like, it's not really what we need. Yeah. yeah. But uh, And now I think there might be. But, yeah. But then there was, like, one nothing. film school in uh, in America. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, effects school. Was it... Uh, Savini's one. Yep. And I'm like, I'm sure there are other ones, but there you know are what I mean? other like, ones yeah. now. Yeah. There's, oh, there's, now, there's, but like, there's probably were even But more. back then, probably not. There probably but. were more back then, but like, you know, I, I was a very, I'm a very like settled person. I don't like to travel with anything. And yep. like, straight away when I was working on film sets and I had to, tra- I told I had to travel, I just cut, I just, I just tapped out. Yeah. I was right. like, nah, I don't want to. I don't like that. I like, I don't like being away. I don't like the, uh, like, the fear of the things I can't control. Uh, yeah. And then like being stuck somewhere, doing a job. I just don't, like I could never do those mining jobs. Yeah. Like, that people go away. I could never do that. Yeah. It's something, I mean, I in my mind, it, I could never do. Yeah. I don't think I could. Yeah. No. Anyhow, it's, anyway, sorry. That's fine. Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Great film. Go watch it. Black and white. Good psychological. My last one is one of the best films. The Invisible Man from 2020. Yes. Fucking, um, I forgot his name. Who did it? Doesn't matter. The Invisible Man with It a- was uh, Lee Wanell. What? Lee Wanell. Lee Wanell. Hang on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Uh, the lady from, <laughs> I can't remember, from Mad Men. I'm, I'm looking her up it's now. It's Elizabeth. Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Yeah. Moth. Moss. Moth. Moth. I can't say it. Anyhow, The Invisible Man 2020. It's not a remake of The Invisible Man, but it is uh, the H.G. Wells novel. Yep. Um, but it's just like, it's so far removed from it, in my opinion. Like, yeah. It's kind of the same, but not kind of. Thing. Set in like modern day. Oh my God. I was, I, do you know what the budget for it was? Seven million. Fuck. That can't be right. It might be. Like, that was a great film. I mean, what you'd be spending, because the majority of the film is it's a very small cast. Um, very minimal location settings, and then you'd probably be using the majority of that budget for special effects and paying Elizabeth Moss. Well, the budget was seven million, and it bought back a hundred and forty-four million yeah, at the box yeah. office. I'm like, what? That's such a success. Yeah, I remember seeing that at the cinema, and I was like, fuck, that was a great film. They so could, good. They could make four, the film fourteen times. 15 times yeah. from what they made back. You like could it, go back and reshoot um, Dead Silence. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, um, 
Let me uh, get back to it. Invisible Man. Uh, so you, the story is uh, is this lady, and she has this rich, overwhelming, overbearing, fucking terrible, sexy husband who, like, he's basically uh, uh, gaslighter. Is that the word? Yeah. Gaslight, gaslighter into, like, like he controls every aspect of her life and to the point where it gets worse and worse and worse where she basically like, becomes a prisoner in her own house. And it's this really modern fucking, uh, like, uh, brutalist industrial house, cement walls all around. Yeah. Like, in a beautiful, it's beautiful, but, like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he is this manipulative, almost, and then, and then, like, crazy, like, thing. And she is so fucking uh, being, like, brainwashed mm. kind of thing. And then, but she she realizes it and she fucking, and he's like some, I think, he's like a tech millionaire or something. Yeah. He's like some genius. He's a genius. He's a genius. And, uh, and yeah, she fucking, like, comes to her senses. And I think her friends, like, yeah, she breaks out of the house. She should break out of her own house. Like, that's his plan. Gets out and then fucking goes to the police. And the dude, like, you know, he gets arrested or whatever and he dies. I, I can't remember how he dies, but. I think he commits suicide. Commits suicide because he's, yeah, so ashamed or whatever and stuff. And she's finally, like, you know, her friends are helping her rebuild her life. But she is so broke and twist from, mm-hmm. like, this thing. Anyhow, also. The guy's not dead. I can't remember how it happens. He, f- he fakes his own death and he's got a secret lab or whatever and he fucking, he's made a suit that has like micro fucking cameras on it that can reflect back. So he basically makes a suit to make himself invisible like the Predator. Yeah. Uh, but better, like yeah. completely invisible. And he's, and then it goes, turns into this, he basically, because he says to her, you're, like, you're never allowed to leave me. Like, yeah. I'll fucking find you no matter what. And that's stuck in her head kind mm-hmm. of thing. Even though she thinks he's dead, but she's like, he's not dead. Not dead. He's fucking. He's work, and then yeah, it's this full. Like everyone thinks that she's going crazy. Yeah, and she and it's just so well done. Like, like she's clearly like she's having, like, so traumatized. Trauma. Like yeah, she's she's and she's having... like no no. He's worked out a way to make himself invisible, and then like, and then you have a plethora of fucking amazing scenes like mm-hmm. to do with like the ideas of everything around it. That it possibly could be. And he torments her for yeah. so long as well. So he doesn't just like, want to kill her. He's like. Well, he's got to play with her before. Well, he's like. like to- yeah, because he's cra- he's tormenting her. Because he's to him, he's like God. Yeah. Like, he thinks he's like, he's untouchable. Cause yeah. Because he's dead. He doesn't exist. He doesn't exist in anywhere now. You can't even see him. And, uh, and fuck, man. <laughs> My God. The, the scenes in this film and the tension in this film and the everything built together. And you get. She often she plays a lot. She always plays this oh. hard woman in the end of not like fucking the uh, the handsma- Handmaid's Tale. Like the woman she becomes in that the person she becomes in Mad Men. In this, and like she just always plays a fucked up meek person that fucking just gets crafted into this fucking bed of nails. Yeah, like, oh, she's just a phenomenal actress. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It is a shame that she is a Scientologist, but she yeah, is a phenomenal count. actress who. Has so much depth and range, and she fucking goes for it in this film like crazy because she does. She does like have that sequence where, like, she's in the kitchen of the house that she's staying in, and he's in the house, and he basically like strangles her and sets the stove on fire, nopes out of there, and then the people that she's living with come in 
to her like crying on the ground, setting the house on fire. So and then she's like, you know, she's like going, he's, he's here, sitting he's in here. that seat right there. Yeah, he's no looking at me. You cannot see him. Like, and they're just she's descending into this madness well, that they're all like, you just it's just trauma. Like you got to stop. Yeah, and the all the invisible fights and stuff in this are so well done. Mm. This isn't like a CG mess. This is like how you use CG. Yeah, like uh, and just. Because the amount of stuff they would have had to have taken out of this film. Because they would just would have had like, those cameras on the, you know, those like yeah. cameras that just move exactly the same every, like, and so you can like get background shot. And it probably was relatively like simple for yeah. effects people. But like just the ideas and the craft of what they're doing with the shots and how it works and stuff. And like the bit where like he takes out all the security guards in the hallway and she's mm-hmm. like there and like. Just his seeing like the gun get like grabbed and twisted and the dude shoots himself his own yeah. knee out and shit and like Yeah, these sequences are fucking dope. So there is a lot of like violence and in you this can, film, like So is So is this the same guy that did like saw on that? Yeah. So and you can Lee one out, he did upgrade. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying you can see so much of upgrade in this film. Yes. Like the way he like the way the invisible man moves where and and the actions he does are so methodical and like because he's so invisible he can he has time to think of everything he's doing yes and it's almost like that in upgrade when he's like on autopilot when like yeah it's got that vibe to it that mm-hmm. kind of thing and I fucking love upgrade and I love this film which is so weird because I shat on his film so badly last week <laughs> and now I uh, well it yeah, goes it to like, show that you can redeem yourself yeah. Yeah, from making the same film eight times. But, yeah. uh, well, that wasn't Lee Wanell, that was James Wan. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Lee Wanell's gone on to do. Because they both have other W. Yeah. Wano and Wan. I get them confused so often. That's why I get confused. I'm like, hang on, wait. Yeah. Because, like, the guy who made Upgrade didn't make The Conjuring. No. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep, yep, yeah, I'm, 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 I get them confused, both of them, so much. It's like, you know. That's fair. Cabbage, think, cabbage think... and lettuce, I get confused as well. I always say the wrong line. Sure. Like, what are you putting in the salad? Cabbage. Why would you put cabbage in, I mean, lettuce? <laughs> I think 1L is the better writer um, and he's clearly... He's, I think he's just the I, better one. I think he's the better one. Unfortunately. One is the more successful one. Um, well, he's made, yeah. But, well, but he, that's because he he's... Makes, he makes popcorn shit. Like, yeah, he makes popcorn movies. Like, he's, he's done he the, the Conjuring, that... he's done Aquaman... Aquaman? I don't know. I've never seen it. Not I have it. it. I, I didn't mind it. Like, out of all the DC films, I kind of like... I'm trying to think of a better DC film. I mean, the first Wonder Woman was pretty good. The Batman? Oh, the Batman, yeah. But that's... I'm, I was more thinking in that, that universe kind yep. of thing. Out of, you have to pick one of the ones from, like, you know, the Justice League. Like, one of those... As in, like, that that realm. None of them I, I think Aquaman is probably the best one. Mm. If you had to... I mean, you get Momoa. 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 He's a big man. He is a big man. He's is he Australian? I can't Let's remember. Let's say yes. It doesn't matter. He probably. Yeah, I reckon he probably would be. Mm. Yeah, look- no, definitely, definitely Invisible Man. I man, I really want to rewatch that. So good. Yeah, I wonder if my wife's saying. I can't remember. Mm. Uh, well, the last film on my list is In the Mouth of Madness, 1994, directed by John Carpenter. Um, this is good because I kind oh, of... John Carpenter was my first one as well, this thing, yeah. by the way. Well, I didn't John mention Carpenter that. is just so good at everything. Um, so basically, this horror writer has gone missing 
and uh insurance investigator or like private detective he is sent to investigate um his disappearance like oh, can i say as well that my and shadow islands martin scorsese so that's why oh I, yeah yeah, yeah, scorsese. Scorsese. yeah. yeah. I, nice. I forgot to mention my directors <laughs> that's okay. okay sorry go on um so yeah so uh john trent played by sam neill goes out looking for this sort guy and the whole idea is um the the books that he writes has a, a knack to send people crazy and as um, Sam Neill's character is sort of investigating this, he starts to go down this this road where it it's all making sense. It's not making sense. He's like, I don't care about the politics. I'm just in it for the insurance. Like, I'm just checking in on this. He ends up going to this East Coast town to sort of investigate further, but all this weird fucking shit happens. And he just starts going down this, this cycle uh, the film literally starts with him being dragged into a mental institution and then we go back is, to see how it started and how it happens. This is one of those things I've always thought about. When I see Sam Neill in a movie, I think it's going to be really good. Mm. Is Sam Neill a good actor? Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's Jurassic Park. Yes. He's Event Horizon, which he wasn't yes. the best in. But like... If, if a film has uh, Sam Neill in it, are you like, oh, Sam Neill's in it. Should I watch it? Because I watched something the other day that had him in it. What was it? Something new. And I went, oh, Sam Neill's in it. Hmm. And I was like, and I thought to myself, is that good? Is that a good Is that a good reason to watch a film because Sam Neill's in it? I mean, he's Australian, yeah. isn't he? He is. Well, I think he's Australian or New I Zealand. Watch? It was I don't know. Oh, my God. What did I watch? Don't know. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna try and, I'll, I'll try and work out that. Right, so yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so yeah, like the whole film is just this this uh, insurance adjuster trying to track down a, a disappeared author who he thinks this is just a huge marketing ploy, but it's not. There's more to it than that. And then he kind of gets sucked into the whole thing and becomes almost almost a target for it, and just eventually just becomes utterly mad. Hmm. So yeah, very good film. I still have Sam now. Yes. Daybreakers is in? Yes, he's in Daybreakers. He's in all the Thor films. That's who? Well, he plays Odin. Whenever they do plays. Oh, that's right. Yeah, It's a a joke thing. Yeah. He's in Possession, which is a film, a 1981 film that I really desperately want to watch. I picked it up on Blu-ray recently. Uh, Ross Um, watched it recently. Yeah, I keep meaning to pop into the shop. I'll wait till I've watched it. He told me about some weird scenes in it. Yeah, oh yeah. Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, he's great in that. Yeah, so I think he is a good actor. Yeah. There's a yeah. whole bunch of films here, but I'm trying. There's still not the one that I saw him in. I'm try- I mean, he's also in The Omen 3. Oh, he's in The Dish. <laughs> um, He's in a movie, another movie which has recently gone on my watch list uh, called Dead Calm. He's in The Memoirs of the Invisible Man. Oh, is he just? This is not... What was the film I watched? He's in Merlin. Do you remember that series? Yeah, I do. Is it a series or a movie? I don't know. None of these films are the ones that I watched that I've just like quickly looked up on on uh, on the YouTube. On the YouTube, not the YouTube. uh, On on the Google. So I cannot remember. Hmm. Interesting. No, he's he's in a fucking lot of films. He's got a crazy amount of films behind him. Yeah, he's uh, he's a. He's an actor. 
acting. Um, but yeah, so rather than us talking about Sam Neill's films, um, let's jump into a couple of honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. There's a bunch of them. I did the Babadook. Mm. First one on my list is a movie called Identity. It could have made it to my favourites, but I haven't watched it in a very long time and I just have really fond memories of it. So basically this group of like 11 people all rock up to this motel on a very stormy night. Um for some reason or another, like they've all just been led here. And then as they're trying to get through the night, they start dying one by one and they're trying to figure out who did it. Everyone becomes paranoid about each other. And it just sort of turns out that there's something else to that story, which is, it's not too bad. I got seven. Seven's good. Seven is like fucking, that's it. Like that is like, you know, cause that is horror. Mm -hmm. Like it's horrific. Mm -hmm. That's like, and it's then you got gritty. It's, it's dirty. Is that Finch? Uh, what's his name? The director? Fincher. 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 Um, it's a not club sure. Man? Look it up for me. Um, it must be. It must be. It looks like one of his films. Is it? Uh, hang on. David. David. Is that his name? Hello, David. Hello, David. Make me a grimy film. <laughs> anyway, so I want to say it's Fincher. Seven is like fucking yeah. That was the start of it. That. Is Fincher? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that grimy, dirty, yellowy, stained, filmy look that he does. Like, and you know, Brad Pitt, fucking who's the other guy in it? Who's the other man, man? Uh, is it? Yes, yeah, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. And then of course it's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. You've got Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Crystal Vagina. <laughs> I still think she was so pretty as well. Ah, uh, yeah. I even yeah. went to see Sliding Doors in the cinema because I liked her. Really. Um, anyway, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, yeah, and Brad Pitt and like fucking just doing the nut. It's a good film. Mm. Like, yeah. oh, fucking, and then Child Pedo Man. What's his name? Um, uh, it's the killer. Uh, his name has completely escaped my, my brain. Oh, what's um, his name from, from Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yep. Like, and yeah, good film. Like every, everything's more twisted than the next in it. And like, you know, every every sin, that yep. uh, every kill, whatever. And you're like, I don't think, and there's so many films tried to copy it and none of them got as good. No. Like nothing. I always think of that scene with like the dude, the gluttony one, and like just keeps him making, eating cans of spaghetti and then kicks him to his, like so much to his stomach. But like, yeah, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, like the amount of level of like time the killer put into this shit. Like, mm. wasn't they kept the person alive for a year? Yeah. Like on a bed, like, and then like, you know, put a, tube in their dick so they and like I can't remember what they did, like did cut all their arms off or shit or something like that. Like just this thing fucking horrific and yeah. just kept them alive for over a year. And this had all happened before the fucking even film started. Like mm-hmm. and just shit like that. And like the like the the fucking the the uh the the, the prostitute one and yep. fucking like oh my god it's so fucking brutal. And there's so many films that try and copy it and no one gets anywhere yeah, near it. Yeah you can't get close. No one gets near it. No. Um, you got films like We Need to Talk About Kevin, which is Tilda Swinton. Um, she is basically living the best person. The the best. She's a she's a, a real witch. Yeah, I yeah. She's I love her. Um, she plays the mother of a boy who is, has been jailed for uh, basically shooting up the school, and so she's still living in this town where this has all happened, and she's kind of going back through their relationship, his childhood where and how he was always a very different different kind of kid. He wasn't loving and 
just their relationship as he got older to this point to like killing his uh, dad and sister and then going to shoot up the school. Um, she does a fucking fantastic job. And Ezra Miller, who was also a bit of a scumbag, um, he had a very, very good performance in this film. Um, you got films like The Sixth Sense, which, you know, we see dead people. We know what that is. Jo- uh, that that dude is like with the kid now is still an actor, but like, yeah, he's I've the, seen him in films. He's he plays. The Flash. He what? He's the Flash. The Flash. Yeah, Ezra Miller. What? He's he's the Flash in the DC movies. No, no, the the, the, the Haley Joel Osment. Oh, guy. Haley Joel Osment. He looks like Fat Mac. Yeah, he, he does. does. But like. I saw him in a film or something the other day where he played the kid from The Sixth Sense, like yes. washed up. At, what was that? It was like. I want to say it was Clerks or some kind of Jane Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, something like that. It was something. Yuck. I don't want to. Now I don't want to think about it. But Johnny I, Wahlberg yep. is in The Sixth Sense. He is at the very beginning. Very short sequence. Um, the. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, was it a good film? Yeah. It was good for its time. Um, it had I mean, Tony its... Collette, you can't go wrong. No, you cannot. Like You can it, never go wrong. It had its moment. It had it kicked off a bunch of stuff. It set it set a like a, a flag, whatever. I don't know how I'm talking about it, but Yeah, yeah. It it, 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 it has its it, moment. It coined Yeah. It coined a uh, subgenre. It had its own relevance. Of, of twists. It twists. What a twist. But that was like that is it may be the most known and ultimate twist in a film. Yes. Can you think of a better one? Like, no. You can't go past that one. Yeah. Um, you've got The Silence of the Lambs, which, fantastic yeah. film. You know, you've got Hannibal Lecter, who's in it for less than 10 minutes in total, is like the most iconic character around. He's um, not even the main character. Like Buffalo Bill is. No, no he's, one no, ever he's not even the main character. No. Like, and, but they did popularize the tuck. Yes. Yes, Which yes. Which is a, 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 one of my party tricks I used to bring out quite often when I had on the drinks. The old tuck. <laughs> tuck back. And... Oh, God. Uh, you've got What Lies Beneath. That's 2000, directed by Robert Zemeckis. That was a really good one with Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford, where, you know, her daughter goes off to college and we just assume that she's kind of like a bored housewife, stay-at-home mom who is kind of making up stuff to fill the void of her daughter not being around anymore. So she kind of thinks that the neighbor is being murdered. And Would you call that Cloverfield Lane movie a psychological horror? I haven't seen it. Uh, John Goodman. Basically, it's just John Goodman. Mm -hmm. Um, He, I can't remember how it starts, but he kidnaps. He's like a prepper. And he's like a, a doomsday prepper. And he's convinced like aliens have invaded and he, I think he kidnaps these two young people and keeps them in the prep of it, uh, in his prep dungeon. And what are they called? The bunker. bunker. That's yep. a, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, it's all about like, is he crazy and stuff like that. But I don't think it's, yeah. I just don't like, I love Cloverfield, number one. And the other two films are so fucking tack on and like cash grabby and uh, it just almost shits me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no. So, Not everything. So the, and then in the end, franchise. I'm going to fucking spoil it. It's like he gets out, and there is an alien there, and yeah. I think it's uh, it's happening at the same time Cloverfield's invasion's happening. Oh, sure. But it's not the same kind of. It's like a green. It's a green man. Yeah. I don't know. I and then the it. other Cloverfield paradox was like had nothing to do with fucking anything. 
Have you seen that? No. Yeah. It was no. a space film about shift ships. No. And I think maybe, I can't remember what yeah. happens. Doesn't matter. I was like, so just like, oh, <laughs> fucking nothing to do it. Uh, and speaking of that, like Split. Mm-hmm. That got a lot of negative uh, uh, backlash because they were, uh, like, because of mental health. Yeah, romanticizing. Not romanticizing, yeah. like. What's the They're word? really villainizing it. it. Like, you know. Villainizing it and ham fisting it as yeah. well. Like that whole like split personality it's about. Yeah, like. which isn't always the case. That's not what it always is. But And that's uh, one of Anya Taylor-Joy's very first films where she's all like young and baby-faced. Is that, well, split, is that the one where there's like seven personalities in him? Yeah. And all different, which they did in like... Oh, that was a, So that, that's a character in the, in the Doom Patrol. Is, I haven't seen that. Well, the, um, the comic. Yeah, okay. The girl with that, she's got like 37 people in her. Oh my God. There's too many people. Um. Yeah. And I, I think that's Doom Patrol. I'm pretty sure. Man, my fucking, my memory. Your Getting memory. old now, boys. <laughs> Mother, that was a very stressful movie for me. I will never watch that again. Um, that's the one with Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence. And it's basically like an Adam and Eve God kind of story. But just the film becomes very intense towards the end and very hectic and it's like one of my nightmares is just like this house full of people and the people just keep coming and it's like that's like one of my work dreams like you know people keep coming to work just keep coming in the customers keep coming you can't like you're trying to shut the doors you're trying to do this but they just keep coming yeah i don't i don't dream about work and that's lucky. I haven't dreamt about work in a while, but that was one of my reoccurring dreams. Yeah, right. I think there's a couple of other people. You don't that even I've work heard. on the counter. No. Well, that's probably why I don't have those dreams anymore. You used to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, the list is endless because it's yeah. basically just a movie that involves any amount of like kind of uh, like mean grimness, any light horror themes, and then just a tiny bit of like psychologicalness. Like, yeah. Uh, you could put it in this category. I mean, I think we did pretty good for the best ones. Mm-hmm. I like, our so. best list is pretty good. Like, you, you won't go wrong watching any of those films, hey? Like, no. even if you're not watching it for this reason, but, like... I'm going to see if I can convince Liz to watch Shutter Island today when like, I get home. Claire will watch it. At the if I don't she loves have... Any, she likes anything about mental institutions and like that kind of stuff. And yeah. Like, old... That old stuff, you know, old yep. medical shit when they were just wrong. Yeah. At least we can admit we're wrong, not like Chinese medicine. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Some of it is got it, its place, no. but some of it is... What? I mean, Chinese medicine I mean, I don't... Acupuncture is not real. Isn't All it? People... No. Oh. It's medically proven to do well, nothing. Well, isn't it so... Like, what do they say? Isn't it the same as dry needling? Yeah, none of that's, none of that, none of that's real. Why are they telling... Putting a needle into your muscle doesn't do anything. Oh, you know, it relieves the pressure. The channeling points, your chi, your chuck, and all that shit. No. It's proven to not like. This is a proven one. Like sure. acupuncture is a, a fucking what's that thing called? Um, fuck, I forgot the word. It's just fake. Okay. Like, and it's a, it's one of those things. Like, you know, no doctor will ever tell you to go to an acupuncturist. Mm. I'm, no, I, I don't. The like only the time idea you use of... it in movies is when you have to wake up someone from the Matrix. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense, and <laughs> that's like future. That's like you know sci-fi. Yep. No, I don't foresee myself doing acupuncture any time in the future. My uh, Sifu at my at my club, he does acupuncture. And yeah. I'm just like, and he believes in Chinese medicine. And I just said to him straight away, yeah, nah. Oh. 
Well, it's just not my. Th- I just said it's not my thing. Yeah. No, that's fine. Like you know, thing, it's you know. that that's everyone is has their beliefs and their opinions, and you know. We were watching Ip Man the other day because there's a lot of Chinese medicine there, and like she goes to Ip Man's wife because going, oh, I'm having stomach pains, so she goes to like the, the Chinese doctor, and he gives her like a twelve pack of crow's eggs and says these are good for like blood flow. This will help you out. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it. And then she goes to the doctor and she goes, you've got stomach cancer and tumour. Probably from eating crow's eggs. (laughs) No, it doesn't say that. But like, that's the extent of it. You know what I mean? It's just like ginseng was like the best thing you could ever get in the world. Sure, ginseng's good for you, but it doesn't fucking... Yeah. You know, you get get fucking diphtheria from eating someone else's shit. And ginseng's doing do nothing. Mm. Might actually. <laughs> it's better than nothing. Yeah, but you know, yeah, that's what Chinese medicine is. Yeah, it's better than nothing. No, well, it is nothing. <laughs> you know, they might have something in there. You know, I eat some oranges of vitamin C. Yeah, that works. But like, don't get me wrong, I do not hate China. No, no, and I do not hate Chinese people. I fucking no. love it, and I fucking love all, all, all that culture. But I just fake pseudoscience and fake medicine. And what, what's that other thing? Wellness. Is that mm. word? Wellnessnessness? Yes. All that shit. Crystals. Well, don't forget that we had a period of time where you wanted to solve anything. Leeches. Leeches? You remember You remember fucking magnetic bands on your wrist? And everyone said oh, that. I remember that. None of that shit was real. None of that stuff helps you. Like, I, 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 we live in a day and age where we have so much access to information, yet people die because they drink. Bathwater of pe- other people. Or mm. I don't know what that was in medicine. Like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, classic, I mentioned before. She Doesn't she have vaginal, a, she, vaginal crystals? Yeah. She's not a wellness expert. She is. She's an idiot. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. I mean, this has nothing to do with horror. I mean, it's the horror of the idiocy of people. Like the idea of like this is like you know that these people can like, have so much clout now because they can get together and fucking confirmation bias them between themselves so much that shit's fucking real to them and mm. see how conspiracy happens and all that kind of shit like fuck sorry that's fine that's fine I mean I you know I got I mean, stomach like, ache I'm, you, I'm drinking some ginger tea. There are people I know my friends that swear by acupuncture. Oh, yeah. I went there and it, uh, my back seemed to work and I'm like well it we probably would have. Been fine without that. Yeah. 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 I don't get me wrong. I drink ginger tea every day. Yeah. Because I like it. Yeah. Well, there's di- like there's different natural things. Natural oh, no, approaches. Yeah, it's it's to good things. for you. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. There's a difference between saying being good for you and, and it's going to cure something. my like anxiety. I eat broccoli all the time, but it's not. I'm not going to like fucking break my arm and have a compound fracture and go <laughs> get the broccoli. <laughs> no. And the ginseng tea. No. And the fucking ginger tea. No. You got to go rub some dirt on it. And those, uh, those packs you get, you know, those weird soups that they make and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, doesn't matter. I don't hate anyone. I just no, hate you don't. The, the concept of stupidity being infectious between a, a mass of people. It's mm. Department of Truth. Yes. Mass belief. And on that note, we're going to wind it up. Yeah. And you're going to... You do the outs. You're going to see us out. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. And thank you for all the people who, you know, talk to us on our social medias and stuff like that. We still haven't made our t- T-shirts or jumpers. We will. We will. But, like, honestly, if you want, if you are interested in a crew neck, please send us a message because I will get quotes soon because April is, I mean, it seems I mean, like I mean, it's a so far away. I'm going to jump now with a, with a, I mean, I've got a 
You've got an Akira jumper on I've got on a crew right neck now. on right now, and I'm wearing a, a room with a heater on yep. in the middle of summer. I love usually it. Usually when it's coming out to my birthday, it's warm. and I, I Usually yes. between the, this time of the year, I haven't worn shoes yep. in ages. Yeah. And putting on pants is so foreign. Yeah. Like. I was cold last night. Yeah, I've been. I was in bed, and I was like, I'm cold. Yeah, I've been wearing. I love it. This it. is for me. This weather, this is beautiful. You're a rubbish cunt. I am. Um, we're to thank the people who help us out, like Patrick Roberts, William Chappell, like Emma Duran, the Nether, Nether Noose, Nether Noose, uh, Chris Franks, Audio Blood, all those people. Uh, what are some other ones? Uh, I, wait up, I got more. The mums. The mums. The, the David, mums who like everything. The David Kudrids, the uh, the Robert Thomases, the uh, the Adam Gillespies, mm. the Chris Franks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dion. Ah, oh, Dion. Kohija. Yeah. Is, is that, was that right? I say her name? Yeah. And that's it. And yeah. so, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you at home. We'll see you at home. Bye-bye. Bye.